Garfield wakes up early in the morning watching the Binky the Clown show on TV and learns that it is actually Halloween, which he becomes very excited about trick-or-treating that day. It's like, that's not a <laughs> sentence, you guys. <laughs> which he becomes very excited. <laughs> which he become now it says, which he become very excited about trick-or-treating that day. <laughs> that's amazing. Garfield tricks Odie into thinking dogs are required to trick-or-treat with cats and give almost all of their candy to them, save one piece of candy for the dog. <laughs> Odie is tempted by the minimal reward. <laughs> Welcome back to If What's Murder, the number one heart to heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. <laughs> And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight we're going to talk very seriously and very uh, intellectually coherently. and coherently about <laughs> Emily by heart. We just talked about the Garfield Halloween special, so why wouldn't we talk about this? I mean, they're one and the same. <laughs> yeah. Very similar. Very similar. But let's tell you what really it's about. highbrow. <laughs> real highbrow stuff. Yeah. Let's see if we can tell you what it's about in 60 seconds or less in our Minute Max segment, starting with Ellen. Uh, yay, I'm so lucky. How'd I get so lucky? <laughs> Born that way, I guess. Jeans. Um, all right, let's, let's do this, shall we? <laughs> uh, gentlemen, I'd like to discuss with you what I perceive as important plot points of the Heart to Heart episode, <laughs> Emily by heart here we go so jonathan um well wait okay max is going to the store to buy soybean curd mm, <laughs> and then uh jonathan freaks jennifer out by hiding in their house in a weird way but surprise he has planned a getaway weekend a romantic weekend to santa luisa <laughs> Which is spelled kind of weird and I don't really understand, but maybe it's a real place. And when they get to Santa Luisa, they're at a restaurant that is amazing. And then this guy comes up to them and he's like, hey, um, you taught a seminar that my fiance was in. Then she killed herself. <laughs> then that kind of wrecks the weekend for Jennifer rather understandably. And it goes from being a sex weekend to just being like a sad somebody we didn't know kill ourselves and it's affecting us in a weird way thing. And it turns out she was a really good investigative reporter and she was going to blow the whistle on crop dusting, but it's not crop dusting. It's a drug kingpin smuggler guy who's changed his name and now he smuggles drugs in the planes. And so he murdered Emily, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well done. You're welcome. That was great. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how anyone can tell any yeah. more about what happened in the episode. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> oh, the episode is two seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you okay. my my take on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a different opinion on what this one was about. <laughs> Did we watch the wrong episode? <laughs> I'm always open to differing opinions unless they're Joe's. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Emily by heart. Uh, after a long list of health food that they have been eating, Jennifer farts in the kitchen and then blames <laughs> it on a mysterious sound in the house. 
<laughs> she plays it off so well by wandering through the house, finding her closet is empty, and Jonathan says, hey, surprise, all of your clothes are in the car, which is impossible. <laughs> um, and then they drive to Santa Barbara, but it's called Santa Luisa. <laughs> and uh, there they meet a former villain from the Heart to Heart universe, Ooh. and he says... Hey, uh, my fiance killed herself and she knew you from a seminar and she goes, oh no. And she does some research and finds out that she was doing a story on crop dusting and she immediately gets really suspicious because she just crop dusted Max in the kitchen. So she does some research and then finds out, oh good, it's not about me. It's about this drug smuggler who changed his face by shaving and is uh, now just smuggling drugs on on prop planes. And uh, then they get him. (laughs) Oh my God. That's the fart-centric version of (laughs) Minute Max. I'm sorry, but that's what the episode I watched was about. (laughs) That must be so uncomfortable. Jennifer covering up her fart. Is, so it was all a cover-up. <laughs> it was a cover, cover story. The crop dusting story. Crop dusting. <laughs> I mean, all that bean curd and wheat germ. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have the farts. All right. Whew. All right. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Emily. By heart. By heart. <laughs> Why is it called that? Emily by heart, like North by Northwest. Is that what it's supposed to be? Okay. Emily by heart. The hearts go on vacation to Santa Barbara, Santa Luisa, (laughs) (laughs) and they're just hanging around town. They're walking around and somebody recognizes Jennifer and he comes up and tells her that he, his wife was a student of hers at a seminar and she killed herself recently because she was investigating crop planes, (laughs) crop dusting. Uh, So, Jonathan and Jennifer decide to get to the bottom of it and they they go to the crop dusting place <laughs> and try to figure out what happened. What did she actually kill herself or was it a big cover up? Uh, they find out that the man who owns the crop dusting company uh, changed his identity. He pretended that he died, he faked his own death and to get away from the cops. So he, ki- the guy kidnaps Jennifer and Mike, the guy who was his, her husband and takes him on a plane, but then he jumps out of the plane and parachutes down and Jonathan has to tell Jennifer how to land the plane and she lands and then the guy it's gets just family playoffs probably presents Emily by heart. Hey, you, you handled the end of that exactly the way. I just want to get the end. Focus on getting to the end. Fucking like rabbits. One picture is Scorpio from Dirty Harry. Well, I know that no one has any further questions about what happened in the episode, but luckily we do have some entertainment. Well, only took four seasons, Joe, but Jennifer actually shows remorse over Emily's suicide. Guess Jonathan forgot to pack the bath bubbles. If the Jonathan and Jennifer bedroom scene is a worth at least a point and a half y'all are dead to us seriously jennifer discovers <laughs> that emily was a newark story involving nefarious crop dusting and takes it over nefarious crop dusters sounds like an l.a garage band the hearts face off against dr frank pool who attacks them in a helicopter as their car turns into a massive fireball jonathan jennifer emerge with only sprained wrists captain crop duster is really a new york drug lord who had plastic surgery to avoid trouble bad guy confrontation time as alex and jonathan trade blows jennifer flies to cessna and robert widener races his role in airport 79 and the hearts return home to resume their strenuous life of solving murders and fucking like rabbits the end. end. <laughs> 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 
Bravo. Good job, Sisler. I love how they tie in things that we've talked about. I know. Into their Minute Max is like they forgot the bubble bath. This is the the most grieved death in Heart to Heart history, I think, was Emily. (laughs) This episode, which I enjoyed quite a bit, is the first time that it really felt like a mystery. Yeah. That it really illustrated that, oh no, like Jennifer needs to get to the bottom of any mystery. Like there's there's a reason that there are four seasons of this and that every week they're in trouble. Yeah. It's because they are nosy as fuck. Mm-hmm. So good. And I know that she had like a tenuous connection to Emily from her seminar. But come on, remember that's some bullshit. Like, yeah. there's there's no way that she's, like, feeling any sort of personal connection to this woman. It's, aside from the fact that she killed herself recently, they go to the newspaper that she worked for and find out about the crop dusting. And that, of course, makes Jennifer very suspicious because that's what she's been doing at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I... I thought this was a good episode. I thought it was very adult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was cut too short. I feel like it, again, got, like, some of the story got edited out. Mm. Yeah. Uh, particularly the finale, which they spent a lot of time on the plane landing thing, yeah. which was cool. But I felt like they edited out, like, catching the bad guy yet again. Mm. Second time in a row. Yeah. It's kind this of an one, assumed catch. I think... Because it's so contained, like the plot's pretty contained in this small fictitious town of Santa Luis. Santa Luis. Everybody, everybody says it differently, mm-hmm. but it is spelled the most preposterous way yes. ever. Luisa. Like L U E L U E S A. Luisa. Which does not exist. Right. I don't. I don't think the word Luisa exists. No, it would be an I. That would be an eye. Um, but besides that, the it's just such an odd situation when Mike uh goes up to Jennifer to to uh, announce to her that his dead fiance um was a big, big, big fan slash student. It's just like that just kicks things off in a real weird direction, but I mean, I agree with you, Eric, that it's not so much that Jennifer is like Emily. It's not like Laura or something, you know. No, mm-hmm. it's not like she's wandering around on the beach, uh, haunted by the memory of uh, this compelling young woman. I think she sort of touches on that, but I think it's more like if somebody came to you and said, "Like Joe, so and so was the biggest fan of your work and bought all your shirts and all of your." Uh, graphic novels and all your stuff and like just love 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 your screensaver oh that person killed themselves three months ago oh that's that's fucked up that would make you feel weird right you would ruminate and i feel like it would add that um sort of red light green light moment to your sex weekend uh in definitely of santa louisa i was just like this is oh but it does it is like a really emotional episode yeah for the hearts and it really doubles down on their relationship which is nice and Mm -hmm. kind of in like less of a wisecracky uh smart alecky flirty way but just there's a lot of very sincere sweet moments and yeah it's true it's like it is a mystery to unravel there's just something not quite right when the 
um, the newspaper editor, when Ben Alden says like, no, there's just no, like he doesn't even bat an eye. He has no question that Emily had no known reason to kill herself. Mm -hmm. And of course, in real life, people keep secrets. People have mental health issues and things happen, but he's just so certain, right? It's just sort of, of course that sparks Jennifer Edwards. Totally. Order yeah. Things, right. It was I. It was so cool to see her get the bug for like a story. I I, I mm-hmm. loved that, and I loved it because they they played this episode super smart. Yeah. The music was really subdued. The music mm-hmm. was like bar- There's barely any music in the episode. They opened the episode with handheld camera to make you creeped out. Yes. When they're walking mm-hmm. into her closet, which is the most dangerous place in the Hearts house. <laughs> yeah, it really is. True. Yeah. And. I I was like immediately just like, I'm so in, like I'm into whatever's going on. And then they go on this lovely vacation and I'm like, okay, cute. This is cute. They have a lovely Mm -hmm. moment together. It's very cute. I love it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They keep getting interrupted, which I'm, which was, (laughs) remember, okay. You obviously remember the movie mother. Yeah. uh, The Darren Aronofsky movie that you hated and that I thought was hilarious. Uh, But it had that stress dream quality to it for me. (laughs) It was like, they're just trying to hang out and enjoy each other's company. And he keeps getting phone calls. Mm. And then this stranger comes up and says, hey, my wife who loved you killed herself. And like, oh my God, like y'all can't get a break. But Jennifer is so into it. Like it's, it isn't, there's definitely a bit of a grief thing, but it's more intrigue than anything. And I love, that i thought that was so cool i love that they focus on that this is maybe one of my favorite moment between jonathan and jennifer possibly ever when they're sitting down and he's got this whole day planned for Mm -hmm. them and he says but you'd rather go back and talk to the new to her boss again because i know you and you would rather do that and Mm -hmm. you would rather go back to the crop dusting company and discuss and (laughs) figure out what happened to Emily because you know something's up and you have a lead and that right. moment that, that's a couple that's yes. like a couple yeah. that knows each other well yes like a, and it's so real a good thing it's so great that yeah. moment is so good I that was such a beautiful moment it was perfect and this whole episode is setting up for that and it felt so good when it finally when it happened it was almost like that that scene with them at night when Jennifer can't sleep and, and mm-hmm. Jonathan gets up to to talk to her and they have, they have what I think is one of the more beautiful exchanges that they've had uh, between each other. And the gist of it is we're, we're so lucky because we talk to each other. Like we, we talk mm-hmm. and we're, we don't, we don't, we don't sweat small shit and we don't get our, we don't let our feelings get in the way of what's really happening I was like so impressed by that scene. It was very tender and very sweet and I loved it. Right. Just knowing that you're there, just knowing that you care. It was the scene at the, at the table where, where Jonathan is like, so we're going to go here. It's a beautiful drive. Uh, It's covered in lava. There are monsters and scantily clad women. And Jennifer's like, obviously not paying attention to him. Mm -hmm. So great. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that spoke more to me than the, the real heartfelt moment that they had. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was such a great moment. Did one thing I did notice about the quaint yet fictitious town of Santa Lue- Luisa, Luisa. Luisa is that Starsky and Hutch live there. I think. Did you see them walking up? Did you notice that Starsky and Hutch, um, stand, it looks like Starsky and Hutch's, uh, 
body doubles live yeah. in Santa Luisa because they are walking up the street yes. when the hearts stop to walk through the little shopping mall thing. That's, yeah. And then they are jogging by on the beach when the oh, hearts go that. to Emily's apartment. Oh, yeah. Was that them? Starsky's in the lead and uh, Hutch is wearing a pink windbreaker. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did notice them. I when mean, they... it's, not, it's not really Paul Michael Glaser and, and David Soul, but it is not not them. Yeah. I was thinking like, oh, it's this is the first gay couple we've like real gay couple we've seen on Heart to Heart is this couple walking down the street there. So, yeah, yeah. Super that's cute. what I said, Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, Starsky and <laughs> Hutch. Listeners, yeah. that's what a gay couple looks like, just yes. so you know. <laughs> yes. I definitely noticed them. They popped yes. out for sure. They, oh, yeah, they popped out So because they were wearing very nice fitting jeans. Popping out of their <laughs> jeans for sure. They look good. Um, and they were walking by the mall from Poltergeist 2. <laughs> right? Is, oh, my God. Unconfirmed. That's right. Unconfirmed, but, but I do believe. I mean, there, it, there are probably several buildings like that in yeah, Southern California. Yeah. But that really looked, we both noticed yeah, that. It looked so much like that mall, uh, which is the town and country mall in Encino, which got renamed in like 1990, I think. Got to, renamed. The, to the oh, Carol Ann wow. Mall. Carol Ann Mall of disappearing, <laughs> of disappearing children. <laughs> well, can we please talk about um, what's his face? Albert Cortland, now Alex something. Oh, God. Gary Lockwood. I have to talk about his wooly wooly method of changing his identity. <laughs> yeah. um, you mean, you you mean just... shaving? <laughs> yes. Shaved his goatee off. Shaved. But I like that he um, just puts on his pony low tops and goes into the phone booth and he's like, the heat's on. There's some lady reporter here, and it's like, ooh, is Brenda Starr in town? Like he just like <laughs> he's real jumpy for somebody with the confidence to just shave and yeah. then continue <laughs> smuggling yeah, drugs, totally. right? So he he I don't know, like it's a complicated existence for Albert now, Alex. But I liked that the way he described them having to like pump the brakes on the smuggling for a hot second, in addition to the fact that now there's yet another nosy lady reporter on the scene mm -hmm. um he might have to kill her too blah blah etc is that they have to cool it um with their shipments to new york city because the nypd is basically just busting anyone that even has like a glazed look on yeah. their face i loved i loved that line i'm like oh he's such a he's such a hardcore drug kingpin <laughs> i mean i can tell just by the way he talks yeah <laughs> i so I, quick to anger i love that the the whole all the phone booth conversations because <laughs> good because so weird they didn't divulge too much information in those like they kept it a mystery mm -hmm. at least to me maybe they did mm -hmm. spell it out in the conversations but I didn't catch it mm -hmm. I was really like I don't know what's going on here like I have no idea I don't know who Alex is I don't know if Mike is the bad guy right. I don't know who's doing what Mike was acting very creepy yeah and there was the no like even elements of intrigue until 20 minutes into the episode or some shit like they yeah. really took their time yeah it was smart it was a smartly done episode I mm -hmm. think uh I really dug it yeah, I mean, I do, when I referenced uh, Laura moments ago, like mm -hmm. it, it does have that kind of psychological thing where it's like the tragic woman, right? She's 
committed suicide. She's then forever shrouded in mystery, just the way that she ended her life. Like why is always the question, right? And she's romanticized in that regard. She's got the tragic uh, fiance left behind, but there's something, yeah, there's something not right with Mike. Mm -hmm. And we realize later, it's just that Mike is just fucked up because Emily committed suicide and he doesn't understand why. But the whole time we're like, is Mike fucked up because he's actually the person in charge of crop dusting? Yeah. Wait, drug smuggling? Wait, s- drug smuggling and crop dusting? <laughs> which are not great for everybody. But yeah. I've, I wasn't sure all the way through. He So he didn't know about the drug smuggling and that no. Alex was bad. Okay. No, he, he didn't. He had no... He was like legit, like, but the crop dusting, I mean, I didn't understand it. Like Emily, whatever, do to do. Like it would have been just totally fine. So what was the BFD kind of a thing about the crop dusting article, right? And I just thought, man, I don't know. Like if I worked for a business and then yeah. my fiance was like, I'm busting your shit. I'd be like, oh, but maybe I want this job still, honey. But he didn't even express any of that. He's just kind of guileless, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To the magic, to the magic of Emily. But what I love is the name of her crop dusting article, which is kind of just, there's two things about the character of Emily that I felt were me experiencing this episode, which is, that her story is called a cloud of doubt (laughs) Mike, because I couldn't tell what was going on with Mike. And then also the photo of Emily that they kept showing like Emily's headshot. Mm -hmm. She just looks so, I don't know if they were perceiving the look on her face as like, she's like thinking really hard about something she's investigating (laughs) or she's like just troubled by all the shit she keeps uncovering or I don't know. But I was like, am I looking in the mirror at my fully white self right now (laughs) with eyeliner? Because look on that, whoever that woman is, because we never actually meet Emily in a flashback or anything like that. She's it's not like surprise. I'm actually just been unconscious for three months. It's not like that. We never know who is in the photo and the, picture of that one i'm like that's me watching this episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah they wanted to they wanted to get like the most innocent looking i think possible that's what they're going for but whenever you go for like innocent looks so hard it 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 goes into this weird creepy bizarre territory yeah i think that's what they wanted because they just painted her as the most innocent just like you know, passionate, just beautiful person you could ever meet in your life because <laughs> mm-hmm. obviously they needed to mourn her death and just be like, this is a, such a crime that she was killed. You know, they go into her, she's into poetry and all mm-hmm. the kind of like really good poetry and all that. So I think that photo was meant to just represent how innocent she and has just... the perfect early 80s apartment. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's a beach apartment. Brown, really. brown and patterned. So it, everything looks cluttered. Like, uh, yeah. It's like there's just a chair so and blinds and it looks like you have so much stuff in your place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the picture for me, I just thought, oh, I sort of trailed, you know, like often my mind like just goes into the next room over from where the episode actually is. Yes. And I just thought, I bet that the actress or model or I don't know, somebody's niece whose photo they used as Emily was probably really into this fashion look that happened in the late 70s and early 80s where you would wear a button-down shirt and then you would get a thin ribbon, like like a quarter-inch wide ribbon, mm-hmm. and just tie it in a bow. Oh, like, yeah. 
neck on your blouse, like the most inconsequential. Like Colonel Sanders? Not even, like, because it's so thin and little. It was because it's just like the most inconsequential accessorizing uh-huh. ever. But for some reason, that's what I picture. If I could just see more. Very innocent. Photo, mm-hmm. Just, yeah, just like catalog model vibes. Uh, what also Nancy Drew. found myself wondering this series she was writing on the crop dusting community in her town. What were these articles? Because obviously the articles were never like, this guy's drug running. He's a new identity. You know, that's what she was getting at, clearly. Mm-hmm. Whoa, but what was the first article in the series? What was the second article? I mean, it must have been at least three articles to make it a series. A cloud of doubt. I'm sure it was about spraying toxins. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's I, I assumed... I assumed that to the episode's credit. Yeah. I assumed that the entire thing had to do with spraying pesticides. toxins and pesticides. Mm-hmm. Not entirely. drug running. Not drug she running. She wasn't even like, yeah. I was so, This episode got me no, so good. <laughs> no, but she clearly knew. She said her last poem in her book of poems was Alex is a new man. Yep. So she clearly right. knew what was she going on. She had just uncovered. Yes. With a, with a half a sketch. A half a sketch. <laughs> Of his With non-goatee face, yeah, without the goatee. Oh God, I yeah. love that. So she clearly knew what was happening, but then didn't just write "Alex is a drug runner." Yeah, she wrote it in a flowery poem kind of way. Yeah, <laughs> just like really funny. But that's the that's the greatest part of the episode for me. It's like when the hearts are like, "Oh my God!" Like she meant literally. Alex is a new man. Yep. Yeah, it's I like, loved it. Ah, very good. Yeah, I thought that was really. Well done. And it was smart. It was smart to make her really into poetry as well. Like to, so that her journal, which is what they were reading would be Mm -hmm. flowery and, and, Mm -hmm. and not necessarily literal. That was Mm -hmm. so smart. It's so smart. Yeah. She's not like hard boiled on the beat. No. uh, Type of reporter. She's the, I don't know. That's, it's the thing where Mike is saying, Oh, well, he just didn't want, you know, Alex just didn't want the attention. He didn't want the attention. And then you realize later that that makes sense on multiple levels because it, it, we think it's because he doesn't want attention to the fact that they're spraying pesticides. Right. But he doesn't want the attention because he has a new identity, not a very clever one. Um, and he doesn't, and no drug smuggler wants attention of any kind. So it's like, it's such a loaded thing. But when Mike's saying that, it's like, oh, I just figured it was the pesticides, but it's like, it's also kind of confusing, right? It just makes you think you don't know everything that's going on at Cam, Cam Air, uh, <laughs> Cam industries, flying industries, whose logo is the Supreme logo. <laughs> I thought he was wearing a Supreme hat when I first saw him. Which I was impressed. I was like, oh, I wish I had one of those hats. Well, get a Supreme <laughs> hat because it's the exact same thing. <laughs> it just it's costs way that. more. Yeah. <laughs> Car mare. Well, so uh, as I as I partially mentioned in my Minute Max, uh, I thought that Mike Mike Huntington, the character in this mm-hmm. episode, could have been the bad guy because he was a bad guy in this lady is murder. And you know what his name was? was? Mike. What's his face? Steel. His name was Mike Steel. So he continues to be named Mike, (laughs) which I, which I loved. 
uh, <laughs> I love that actor too. He's he is again Larry from Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah, he's and he's great in this episode. I he think he's really, really great. I mean, he really had us going. Yeah, we had no idea what was up. I really feel like I can't let a helicopter happen. Helicopter versus car or four wheeled vehicle thing happen without just giving a big shout out to passport to murder it's like dear helicopter pilots do not fuck with the hearts when they are driving and you are flying a helicopter also just it's gonna go bad for you just a little a little note to villains who have access to helicopters (laughs) (laughs) if you have a plan to attack a car particularly like a late (laughs) 70s sedan (laughs) Uh, that is moving. <laughs> if you have a plan to attack a car f- with your helicopter, you yeah. gonna die. Like, please don't do that. Yeah, you are gonna die. That. When they f- when he finally dropped the uh, pesticides yeah. on them, I was like, oh, smart. Yeah. Like the and if that would have happened first, I would have been actually way more into that scene. Yeah. Um, because all I kept thinking was, what do you? What's your fucking plan here? You're gonna hit that car, and then die. you're gonna die. Yeah. like your, your right. helicopter is gonna crash into the ground. The helicopters are like yeah. dragonfly. They, that's like the, <laughs> yeah. the level of uh, fragility that they yeah, have. No, that car is gonna an be egg fine with wings. Yeah, that you're you're gonna crash your death and die. Yeah, that was like such the car would have been fine. Yeah, the like car would have been the fine. The fucking helicopter would have tipped. The propeller would have hit the ground, and uh-huh. then adios, bitch. Yeah, he would have exploded. Okay, I know I know this is not the point, but uh dragonflies are actually basically <laughs> perfect killing machines. Is that true? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I meant hummingbird. Are they killing Dra- machines? Dragonflies dragonflies are um they did this a bunch of studies where dragonflies, the way that they hone in on their prey is the way it's it's wired for dragonflies, it's basically reflexive. So once the dragonfly like hones in on you, it's just like like a reflex action. Ooh. And they did a bunch of things where they're like, okay, we're going to put all the dragonflies and all this, the prey, sorry guys, into this thing. And they had a 97% kill rate. Whoa. Jesus Christ, really? Yeah. And they'll also, like when they track dragonflies, some dragonflies will fly like a couple hundred miles over the course of Holy like- Holy shit. A week, yeah, yeah. So don't, dragonflies, like, like I only wish that one. Well, no, because the hearts would die, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> if if we actually ended up with a dragonfly ask helicopter, but they do look similar, and um, maybe a hummingbird. And we are hummingbird. Yeah, I mean, as a pod, we are not into helicopters. We know no, that. No, um, we're anti-helicopters. Yet, yet we're still willing to uh, plead desperately with our villains. Please, please rethink what you're doing with this helicopter madness. Yeah. Please watch. Have you heard nothing about Passport to Murder? Yeah. Do not do a helicopter. Jonathan will jump on your helicopter if he is not in a car. Yeah. You are fucked. (laughs) Yeah. You are in the car. It's not going to go well. Even if you just drop bales of poison. Anybody. You'll get yellow paint shot at you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Amarillo. Amarillo. That's right. Oh, wait. I thought it was a wand. Huh? Is yellow is Amarillo? Amarillo. Oh. Amarillo. Jaune in French. Oh, it's oh, that's French. Okay. You're so <laughs> continental, Joe. <laughs> so continental. Uh, continental. White wine Joe is here. White wine Joe's, uh, white wine Joe's, Joe's here. here. I just flew in from Paris. <laughs> <laughs> 
on a dragon on a flying. helicopter. <laughs> yeah, on a dragon it was Juan. <laughs> <laughs> White wine Joe were coming. White wine Joe, born in Spain but <laughs> raised in Paris. Born in raised in Santa Luisa. <laughs> Santa Luisa, where I worked on my American accent. When when they flip over, so I okay, we we both notice like oh the hearts aren't driving two hearts. To yeah. meet up with Mike, so they think. So it's a suspension, and they explain Exploded. it. They explain it immediately, which I was like, "Great explanation, Good. I like yep. this." But I, of yep. course, was also like, "That's a stunt car with its multicolored hubcaps," and yeah. I'm so, I'm so excited to see. <laughs> You're what so ready. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And so when the when the helicopter fight happens, I was into it, super super into it. Although I was more worried about the helicopter. <laughs> I was too. You should be. Yeah. You should be worried about that. Yeah. But when the when the Hearts car finally flips over, I was like, "Oh shit!" Because it was a kind of realistic yeah. car flip. Like yeah. it wasn't very mm-hmm. dramatic. It just rolled over. Yeah. And I immediately first thing that came to my mind was there are no seatbelts in that car. <laughs> the Hearts <laughs> have broken their necks, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. <laughs> Oh God! But then, uh, then two two random people in wigs yeah, climb out of the out. car, <laughs> and the hearts are alive, and they run away, and then the car explodes into a glorious ball of fire, yeah. which was delightful. Yeah. Huge! Explosion. I always love it. Thank you for whoever decided that they had that in the budget. <laughs> yeah. So this episode, although the premise is you know on paper, it's kind of it's pretty bizarre on paper, right? But yeah. once they they pick up that thread. It's kind of like, oh, okay. Like I did have the same look as Emily has and her headshot on my face, but it was mostly just because <laughs> it was kind of like, I just kept waiting for it to become not as normal feeling or not as mysterious or not as, I don't know what exactly, but yeah, this, it's just the pacing, all of the things it's, I I think it's a really successful episode of television of mystery television yes. is really the bottom line. Yeah. Another element that, that is kind of new to season four, at least is there's no humor or there like the humor is so downplayed or like sub it's, or it's just not funny. Um, like it's <laughs> really not the funny. humor is the humor is there's no wackiness in this. There's yeah. no goofy scenes. They oh. used up all, all the, Slide whistle allowance oh, yeah. on last week's episode. They could afford one slide I know whistle. That, I know that we used all of our slide whistle allowance <laughs> on last week's episode. So, you know. That was thousands of dollars. Wait for season five. Yeah, whistle. I mean, that was a lot. We will be paying forever on you know, just the down payment <laughs> to get the rights to use this, this yeah. slide whistle. But I think it was worth it, Joe. I think so, too. It. it was worth it. Yeah. When so the, the car explodes... Jonathan says, someone is definitely up in smoke about all this. Yeah. And it's like, that is just like, you would never, ever say that. You would never say, you're all, you're all up in smoke about this thing. Jonathan would. Not, not out of context of a car exploding though. You would, it's not like a, it's not like a saying. Well, up in smoke is a saying. Up in smoke. You're all up in smoke about this. Up in smoke is a saying. Really? It's not something that we say now. Is that was that a saying in the eighties? But Cheech and Chong totally said it. Okay. <laughs> sure did. Yeah, they they had a movie it. called uh, Up in Smoke, uh, which just, may very well be why they use that joke in this episode. Uh, uh, <laughs> True. So cringy. Just just be glad that they didn't continue to to top load it with the uh, impressions oh, from RJ. Oh yeah. 
Like we had one impression and it's like, well, it just isn't a weekend away unless we get an impression. Yeah, true. true. But, uh, you know. Jonathan was creeping me out in this episode uh, because a lot of his scenes, particularly in the restaurant area, which was all outdoors, so it ha- all had to be 80 yard um, because uh-huh. of wind, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. who, I'm, maybe he did the ADR, I don't know. But it was real creepy like because it was just... <laughs> It was just RJ doing this maniacal smile yeah. and then someone recording the dialogue who wasn't maniacally smiling. And it was really mm. disturbing to yeah. me. Well, he's also... <laughs> yeah, it's a little off. There's a whole disturbing scene at the very beginning of the episode where Jennifer's closet is completely cleared out and then he grabs her from behind and is like, I got you or whatever and creeps her out. And so he... Yeah, there's definitely a weird vibe with him this yeah. episode. Yeah, there was something up with him. But I also loved him in this episode. I did too. At the at and to me, I feel like it's just the beginning of the episode that there's that kind of weirdness where it's like, is this the Westworld Jonathan? Yeah. He's a robot Jonathan. Right? Where it's yeah, it's, a little bit. Maybe it's the red card again. When they're at the yeah. restaurant and he says, like, she says, When did you plan this? And he goes, Oh, on Saturday. And she's like, oh, oh yeah. Saturday. Oh, Saturday. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, that we we fucked real good on Saturday and I want to have another fuck. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> weird-ish, yeah. I guess. Like, I don't know. I'm just imagining saying to you, like, hey, we, <laughs> we fucked real good the other day. Let's go somewhere else <laughs> and do it again. Do again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is a weird what thing. What if you're super rich, though? Yeah. Then you so, could well, go to yeah, Santa I Luisa. Mean, sure. <laughs> Santa Luisa is only available to the super rich, by the yeah. way. <laughs> it's, it's like Grignarnia. <laughs> yeah. Grignarnia. <laughs> also, he packed every piece of clothing that she owns. He back, he packed. Oh, her he did, which closet. would not he fit didn't. in that he's, car. He's, <laughs> no, she says, "She's where? What happened to all my clothes?" But there's still clothes in her closet. Were there? I I remember like an, well, in one of her closets, completely empty. Like it there's thousands empty. of hangers. Yeah, I think it was totally empty. Well, the one the one door that she opened. Yeah. There, there's like what six? There's. <laughs> she has more. The first sure. closet. There's still there's still clothes in the yeah. first closet that we see the empty closet. But I think like in terms of colloquial like expression, I would say that if some of my clothes were gone, I would say where are all my clothes? Yeah, yeah, yeah true. I, but I wouldn't lit- mean literally all my clothes. But but to be <laughs> fair, in that clothes. when they show the shot of the closet, it was just a bunch of hangers. Yeah, it was like like there were no clothes in the closet. Yeah. It was just hangers and. My first thought was those, not even that one closet full of clothes would fit in that little tiny car. No, definitely not. Unless you just jammed them into the trunk and that would have been mean. Maybe she just had her seasonal picks in that, yeah, that, in that uh, closet. That's, oh, that's like a good, that's good. picks for like the this season. Is what I, this is what I'm wearing this month. she rotates. One. Because it was a 36-hour trip, which they said. And she wore like yeah. three outfits. She did wear three outfits. But I, I then fell in love with Jonathan for being like, I'm just going to bring everything that she owns because I don't know what she's going to yes, want to wear. Yes, that's what exactly. I mean. Exactly. And I was like, that's I, I love mean. you. Yeah. You're great. Yeah, totally. You were meant to be together. <laughs> yeah. So you're telling me that you didn't have a brief moment where you're like, is Emily of Emily by heart? 
Peggy part two? Is Emily somewhere dressing up as yes. Jennifer? Oh, I totally thought that immediately. You did? Yes. <laughs> well, my, my first yes. thought was don't go awesome. in your closet because there's a handheld camera. Don't and go in there, yeah. You shouldn't go in your closet because you're going to get sapped on the head. <laughs> Whenever it's And then someone's going to blow camera. a pilot light out and you're going to you're gonna get gassed. You're going to get gassed. You're going to get knocked out and Sorry, gassed. Sorry, anytime... Anytime you say, did you hear that noise? And someone else is very adamant that they did not hear a noise. Mm-hmm. There's a noise. There's a noise. That's when you should, you should just accept that you farted and got away with it. Which doesn't, I, is this the first time this has happened in the heart to heart universe where there's a creepy camera work? Like they're setting it up to be a very creepy moment, but there's nothing creepy at all happening. I think it is. Is this the first time? I don't think it's the first time. I feel no. like that's, it's it maybe seems happened familiar. before. This this yeah. is like the most the strongest time. Oh yeah, they happened. were going hard. They were going like full horror movie handheld camera into her closet, which oh, we know so is such a danger zone. It was so good. I was immediately yeah. just taken in, and I, there was I loved it because f- from watching all these episodes, I was like, oh, something fucks up's happening here. Even if Jonathan is surprising her with this weekend away, something fucked up is still going on in mm-hmm. my mind. But nothing fucked up at all was happening for that whole first part of the episode. Yeah, it was just. Once they got to Santa Luisa, <laughs> that fucked up shit started happening, <laughs> which is very unheard of in Heart to Heart, I think. I know. I know. Usually we, well, usually we are, we start the episode with a crime. Yes. Or, or stalker. Or with, something with the creepy. hearts getting ready to go witness a crime. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, then it's like, it's just instant. And this, I appreciated so much that I had no idea why the episode existed. <laughs> For a yes. good amount of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck is going to happen? Yeah. This is great. And then Jennifer getting right. so... You're in- like, oh, there's Mike. Yeah. Again. A Mike again. <laughs> Larry from Hellraiser. Who, uh... <laughs> some bad you and I love You up. and I love Larry from Hellraiser. I love clear. Larry from Hellraiser. His name is Andrew Robinson, by the way, and we love him. <laughs> I have to say that I laugh out loud whenever somebody says soybean curd yeah. in, in almost any context, because to me that. Because there's a word I know, with two I know syllables. Soy, <laughs> yeah. I know soybean curd is a thing and a great way to describe that thing. Very factual. It is curd made of soybeans. Mm-hmm. But the hearts have talked about it as tofu. Yeah. Yes. I've, I've endured tofu mockery. Yeah. Must, must you inflict all indignities about tofu slash soybean curd onto me. Yes. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. The I, health food, the health foods in general, slander. the general health food slurs <laughs> yeah, continue. They do. <laughs> they will always continue. I mean, it's, I it, love wheat germ. It makes you gassy. I do not eat wheat germ. I love it. It's what like form a does that sweet. come in? It just has that little, little flaky weirdness. It looks like sawdust. Oh, so it's and like I'm not. I'm not saying that derisively. Like it just kind of legitimately looks like sawdust. Is it nutritional yeast? Is that wheat germ? Mm-hmm. Oh no. Oh, okay, it's different. Wheat germ just it just is like lovely little brown flakes, little tiny flakes. Okay, tiny. I I need to bring up something that bothered. Is it me. more stuff about wheat germ? Oh. No, something that really really bothered me, and I have discussed this on this podcast before. Oh Maybe God. more than once. This sounds very serious. She threw away a whole ice cream cone. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
She made a point to get ice cream for breakfast. Get chocolate chip for breakfast. Chocolate After chip. their breakfast champagne. Before they before they go to the beach to have breakfast wine, oh. which I'm just like 100% like you are living the best life. Yeah. And she threw an entire ice cream cone away. Yeah. I'm mad at this. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it when people throw ice cream she cones away. She had a away. lead. <laughs> yeah, but you're not gonna you're not gonna roll up on the Santa Luisa legend with your damn ice cream cone. That's show up, so vulgar. Show up with that an ice cream cone and so say, vulgar. "Hey, can you tell me about the real yeah. big fan of mine that killed herself?" Like just just like I'm Jennifer uh, Edwards Hart. No, that's when you say, "Honey, hold this for me. I will be right back." Don't let it trip. Please don't throw away ice cream cones. Unless the ice cream is garbage, don't throw away ice cream cones. It's, I hate this. I hate it. It's like if you saw someone buy a sandwich, take a bite, and then throw it in the garbage. I would eat. It's like if it's bad, say it's bad. You also can't ask someone to hold your ice cream cone. The only logical thing is to sit outside that place and eat it oh, until it's gone. And bitch, then you're, go in. you're holding my ice cream cone. When, no. I, when I need you to hold my ice cream cone, you're holding my ice that's cream your, cone. If I have to hold an ice cream cone for more than 30 seconds, it's going in the garbage. <gasps> just to let you know. What if you're like roller skating, though, and you just keep like <laughs> dropping ice cream cones? <laughs> One, don't roller skate with ice cream cones. That's it's the same as like don't don't get into a car fight with a helicopter. It's irresponsible. <laughs> it's irresponsible. <laughs> These are heart to heart rules. Yes. It's dragonfly behavior. <laughs> There's so many life lessons. The image of like having an ice cream cone on a on a roller rink on roller skates. Yeah, yeah. It just all my immediate thought is you're about to break your jaw. It doesn't pair well. It's too much concentration. I feel like I don't have a strong memory as a child of chocolate chip like I feel like chocolate chip ice cream entered my life at a certain point after I had already been on earth as a ice cream cognizant being <laughs> uh, for at least a few years. And then chocolate chip was it. Like all of a sudden somebody went to Italy and was like, we're bringing back the stracciatella, everybody. Yeah. Here it is. And it's chocolate chip motherfucking ice cream. And then everybody was ape shit for chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah. Then it was coffee ice cream. And then Cookie it dough. was. Ooh. That's where I get off. Yeah. Cookie dough. That's cookie dough. No, no, cook, it was cookies and cream and then cookie oh, dough. Yes. Yes. Cookie dough is the best ice cream that exists. <laughs> cookies and cream, I think, is no. if it's Oreo, cookies and cream is is one of the better no, ice creams. I want it to be cream. I like I cookie dough like ice that, cream too, but chocolate there chip. may be a flavor that we're missing, but it's probably just a flavor that well, I don't like. So now it's salted caramel. The only ice cream I like mm. is ice cream with big chunks of something else in it to <laughs> chew on. <laughs> that really is mm. the only ice cream I like. We're going to have to go to Van Leeuwen's after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to see what flavors they have. Are you sure you don't want to drive up the coast for 36 hours? No. Just throw I want to go, I wanna go, buy, I wanna go buy a like $10 two scoop of ice cream at yeah. Van Leeuwen's and then throw it in the garbage, in just, the garbage. To, <laughs> just to see what the other half lives like. I have a lead. You just be like, bitch, I'm on a case. Yeah. We got to go. <laughs> and just like throw it over your shoulder dramatically <laughs> yeah only if it lands on somebody else's windshield like, <laughs> while they're driving and causes a wacky accident involving hitting a fire hydrant <laughs> and then the helicopter yeah. zooms in Ooh, don't do so it everybody this, this was an action-packed episode like this was really a north by northwesty episode uh... Yeah, I mean the 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 set piece action scenes were pretty extravagant I, for a heart to heart episode. I think so. Yeah. In this episode, I thought about how scary it would be to be in the room where two people are fighting over a gun. Oh like, yeah. I 
for some reason that's happened thousands of times before in heart to heart this mm-hmm. episode is where it really sunk in like oh my god that's so scary and i think it was mm-hmm. because they'd put a fucking dartboard on the door where you enter the room oh of that of the crop dusting offices mm-hmm. you the room that they constantly are just like throwing that door open and then their face is like right where the door was there's a dartboard on it that yeah. they clearly use a lot that it's just like that's the most ill-placed dartboard and I, it's, I think that started me thinking about projectiles in a way that in a very real way where it's like, oh, you could get hit with a dart coming through that door so easily. And then I thought I started thinking about because Jonathan and Alex start fighting over a gun and Jennifer's standing there mm-hmm. trying to she before she puts the earpiece to her ear, she starts hitting the, yes. the receiver and just like saying operator operator. So apparently he cut the phone line, I guess. I don't know. But she's just standing in the room with her. Two people are fighting over a gun, which is so scary. It's pointed at her multiple times. That's funny because I do get a little stressed out when I see a dartboard on a door. Yeah, it's so Which is usually like that's kind of a college dorm room trope. Like you have a dartboard on your door. Mm -hmm. And every time I see it, like it it weirds me out because I just imagine someone opening the door in the middle of a dart game. And getting a dart in their face. (laughs) Yeah. That's so scary. Or their chest. Like they may not be good dart players. Oh. Uh. <laughs> like a dart, period. It's it's gonna hurt. That's horrible. Huh. That's not triggering for me, but maybe I just haven't taken the time to think about it. It'll probably be triggering by next time we talk. I love there's a moment when they're back. So Jonathan and Jennifer decide to to follow the lead of Emily and, and why she killed herself. And she said someone says we should call the police. And Jennifer says, Emily wouldn't have done that. She would have checked it out very, very carefully first. I know well who she got that lesson from. And so I was like, so you kind of just admitted that you got her killed a little bit. Like, that's what got her killed is that she didn't go to the police. She like tried to investigate this crop circle drug or drug ring further, got herself killed, got too close. And Jennifer mm-hmm. taught her to do that. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's pretty victim blamey, Joe. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> that just Jennifer told her to do that, though? No, I think Jennifer said, follow the lead, uh, like, yeah. like every journalist would say. But very specifically, <laughs> don't call the police until you know, like, until you. Well, that's, that, that could be. Checked it out very, very carefully. That first. could be a heart related, like, fallacy there where she's yeah. like, she's she's mistakenly thinking that everyone in her seminar is wealthy <laughs> yeah does that <laughs> and know friends right. Good point. <laughs> and could just be like we don't just don't arrest this person we'll, we'll take care of them yeah the police will listen to you <laughs> no i want the satisfaction of knowing before you actually solve this case <laughs> i mean can you imagine saying that like if you're running a seminar at san luisa and you say, don't go, don't go to the police. Make sure you check your leads very, very carefully first before you go to the police. Check into the situation. And then you found out somebody had died checking in on a lead. Well, maybe she doesn't trust the Cabo Loesa police. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I just would feel maybe that's what she was feeling the whole episode is guilt Look, over that. She's, she's on the beat. Yeah. She's an intrepid reporter. Yeah. She, she knows her shit. Yeah, I guess that's true. The editor, like Ben, old Ben's just like, all right, then, NBDs. Yeah. Do you feel like in terms of, like, Eric, you were talking about how um, often when the hearts are just on their way to 
discover a murder or get embroiled in some uh, murder adjacent, crime adjacent situation. But it, it made me think about all the places that the hearts have vacationed at and all the places that they will continue to vacation at because we've still got another season half of eight movies. Um, <laughs> so far, though, when you think of it, do you feel like how does Santa Luisa rate on your heart-to-heart vacation desirability scale? Do you feel like you would want to vacation there? Yeah. I like Santa Luisa. Um, yeah. a, a, a hilltop, oceanside um, resort. Mm-hmm. For apparently kind of richy people, although they let Mike in, <laughs> it, it it seemed lovely. Well, Mike knows Frank. You know. Yeah, that's I mean. true. <laughs> it seemed nice, and it was like driving distance. It was like an easy trip. Like, yeah. uh huh. Joe, uh, having been to Ojai recently, I really I love Ojai. Was so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. We rented that place for my birthday and stayed up there. And it was really, really beautiful. The downtown Ojai, though, it felt like just rich people tried to recreate an American small town. And it's just so just full of gift shops and stuff. And that's the vibe I got from this town where it was just like, I don't like that. I wish. So we also went to Ventura on the way to Ojai. And yes. that felt awesome. Ventura was awesome. And like an actual small town where like things were happening and there was still like quirky shops that were cool and not just like very manufactured and for rich people mm. but ojai not to like blast ojai on our podcast <laughs> uh it's a beautiful area it's just like the town i just and we spent like a couple hours there yeah uh, i was not into downtown it just ojai. felt very resorty like my hometown whitefish montana is starting to feel that way it's like aspen that kind of thing where i don't like that or carmel by the sea which i went to recently near monterey it's just really weird vibe. I don't like that energy. And that's what this really felt like a Monterey sort of Carmel type of town. And I don't like that really. Even if they have clams on the half shell and rainbow trout in the same meal. <laughs> they probably would at all these places. Disposable and a, ice cream cones. A chocolate yeah, cake that no one ate. Yeah. With a big chocolate flower cake. Frosting. I'm always going to notice uneaten food. <laughs> so it's, just, it's. Would you go there, I'm, Ellen? Oh, well, I'm always going to notice that there was a guy uh, holding hands with two women leaving the restaurant. Did you oh. catch that? Oh, I didn't catch it. Uh-uh. I noticed because the first woman who was leading the way was wearing a really cool sort of like a chevron striped multicolored dress. And then there's a guy and then there's another woman and the three of them are are. I guess they're just the thruple, the thruple of the Santa Luisa in. <laughs> maybe it was um, his mom and daughter. <laughs> maybe. Um, I would I go to Santa Luisa? I would go there. I think it's not. Am I just slapdash um, heart to heart vacation site thing? I don't know how high it ranks. Mm overall for me well, it's not the I, best i want to i want to eat at that restaurant yeah. i think that's Snow the thing Bacopa. i think i would just like hang out in that <laughs> restaurant and drink or like you know do whatever yeah. like, i think at the town would, and country mall i don't think i don't think i would like stay overnight if i didn't have to like if i could just go up there have a nice dinner and they'd be like all right scenic drive with um 
open tar pits or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rock formations. Just, yeah, just hit that on the way home and solid. But yeah, no, I don't want to stay at the inn with a ton of people. Yeah. Not that I haven't stayed at inns with other. I don't walk the earth alone. uh, (laughs) But this, um, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. We'll see. I'm like, yeah. I'm not against it. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a fine place to go. I just, I'm like feeling like these little resorty towns, like we were trying to plan a trip to Palm Springs and it just like didn't happen because of how fucking expensive it is. And just, I'm I kind of over that whole vibe. I don't like that very much. I'd rather just go somewhere that maybe isn't as beautiful, but just is nice, like cheaper and more casual to stay at, I guess. I don't know. Well, speaking of cheap and casual, yeah, it's time for Pick Your Poke, Ellen. <laughs> Ellen's favorite segment. I meant to call this out earlier, but I forgot. So I'm going to combine fashion and Pick Your Poke. Okay. <laughs> um, for me, it's Jennifer's... Uh, cream and pumpkin colored mm. diagonal ruffle neck <laughs> yes balloon sleeve sweater mm. that she proudly dons to take leave of santa luisa yeah, <laughs> yeah. and the memory of emily jensen reporter <laughs> it's pretty good it's I pretty good love it uh, i want that sweater it's a really great sweater mine is fake hutch uh, <laughs> <laughs> I seriously, when he shows up, when they're when they're pulling up to the mall, oh and God. I was just like trans fucking fixed by that right gay it's, couple. <laughs> yeah, it's legit. Like David Soul's body mm-hmm. double or something. Yeah, hot. Yes, same same poke. Yeah, but you know, I always like to at least have. Them you guys rest. love the California blondes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love California blondes. They're so rare if they're leaving snakes and vents. Yep. I but if we're talking about someone who had a line, I think it would have to be Alex <laughs> slash whatever goatee guy. Oh, Gary Lockwood. Yeah. Uh, mm. Who Gary Lockwood from two thousand one. Uh, who was absolutely gorgeous? A space odyssey. A, a space odyssey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not oh, the not, not the year. The year. The movie. <laughs> the book, from the, book the slash film. Movie. From the film. <laughs> he's Frank Frank Poole, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's he's, he's so fucking beautiful in that movie. He did not age well <laughs> from uh, 1968 till 1983. I didn't realize that's uh, who he that had, was. He had some rough time. Uh, so he, him, and Jennifer, uh, him and Stephanie Powers were married. They were married for six years. Yeah. During this episode? No, they were divorced at the time of the episode. Whoa. They were married during 2001 Space Odyssey, though. Oh. What a weird thing to have your ex-husband be the villain in your your hit television series. Maybe maybe this was... (laughs) That's a flex. That's so wild. Yeah. What a wild piece of celeb goss. Well, so speaking of, the, the scene where Alex kidnaps Jennifer... Throws her into a plane, a prop plane, with yeah. Mike, who is passed out mm-hmm. in the back, which I loved. Mm-hmm. He flies the plane up into the air and then fucking jumps out of the plane, yeah. which yeah. is a really 
cool move. That's a really cool yeah, villain move. Which is he a Coopered that shit yeah. straight up. It's a major red flag. Like when the plane crashes with with two bodies in it, yeah. they're not going to look for me anymore. Which is weird because Jonathan knew there were three people in that plane, right? So it was like that kind of pokes a hole in your... In I don't that. know that Jonathan knew that Max... Well, no, he did once, once he was on the radio with Jennifer. Well, there's a couple things I feel I need to just announce even though we all saw them which is um albert slash alex just straight up throws mike over his shoulder harness boots and all yep and throws him into the plane which is kind of amazing um when that guy is like i'm i'm db cooper i'm just whatever like this is how i'm going to start my new life you gotta you saying like but jonathan knows there's three people in the plane yep just like you can't just shave your beard off. Yeah. Give yourself a name that is only a couple different letters <laughs> from your other name. True. Like, true. He is not a mastermind. No. Um, but it clearly worked, right? It yeah. worked I mean, for a little for while. A minute, it for did. a while, yeah. yeah Until a local Santa Luisa reporter found him out, <laughs> which wasn't yeah, that hard. Yeah, if it wasn't for... Those darn kids, that yeah. darn kid. Yeah. So yet again, okay, I want I want to talk about the the plane scene for a minute. Um Jennifer's left to land the plane, which which that's a great suspenseful yeah. trope. Mm-hmm. Uh Ooh, and the I, luscious cherry red leather interior. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. It went on a little too long. I felt like they spent a yeah. lot of time yeah. with the plane landing where they were giving like real life plane flying advice <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the throttle i was like well, that's how the throttle works on a plane yeah i mean it was it was le- legit stressing me out because yeah. i was like could i do this like yeah. this is a lot of stuff <laughs> uh, yeah uh but then she of course lands a plane and everything is fine and then it cut to the hearts leaving the santa luisa inn mm-hmm. and talking about how the bad guy was caught yeah i a second episode in a row where the bad guy seemingly gets away and then they just kind of mention that he got caught. I don't like that. I don't like that either. I don't like it. It's so lazy. It's so weird. Like they could at least show him being arrested. It wouldn't be that much extra shooting. It would have been a fun scene too. Like they yeah. could do it so fun. Yeah. Like he could be he could be dying his hair blonde or something. And yeah, <laughs> they burst in on him. Yeah, putting it, growing out a goatee. Yeah. <laughs> Regrowing, putting Rogaine he's on his like, goatee. He's area. gluing a mustache on. <laughs> yeah. His face. Yeah. yeah. Show that shit. It's frustrating. You gotta to show me. it. That's they've shown they've done it before. Well, they sort of do. It's mostly a fight that Jonathan wins, and then it's like we got him. But these last but couple you, episodes, he's they've like fully got away, and then they're like, oh, we caught him. Yeah, you guys have you have you lost your hopes and dreams? Are you saying to me <laughs> that you don't think that uh, Mr. Davenport in his high karate robe <laughs> and Albert Alex you? You don't think that they're going to go off and form their own sort of legion of doom? I, no, see, uh, I, that's... I would hope so. I'm 100% into that, as you well know. Like yeah. if, if A repeat criminal? If the episodes ended with criminals getting away and then coming back, Hell yeah. I'm all in. All in. Tying yeah. it in. It's not, not much of a Reichenbach Falls sort of moment for Heart to Heart, I'm afraid. But I just am sort of... I yeah. thought you would... 
this go is, there with it. I mean, well, well, but it's like I I know how the show is. Yeah. And I know the time the yeah. show was made, so I know it's not going to happen. They bash that dream out of our heads. Even though uh, Mike Steele from This Lady Is Murder shows mm-hmm. up, goes up to Jennifer and says, "Hey, you're Jennifer Hart. I'm Mike." I was like, "Oh my god." Like, Oh my yeah. God, is this really happening? <laughs> is this oh. like he's like, I kidnapped you once and I have <laughs> I yeah. fully reformed and I'm so much better <laughs> <laughs> after my brother I, died or whatever. Like I saw you throw that ice cream away. <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, she hadn't thrown the ice cream away. Yeah, not yet. All right, let's get to ratings. Ooh. Uh zero to five hearts, starting with Ellen. Oh, I give it a five. Mm. Oh wow. <laughs> And I guess that's it. That's, that's oh, all. Sorry. Say. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought we were done. <laughs> Good night. I give it a five. <laughs> Good night, freeway. Sorry, pumpkin sweater. Um, I was distracted by how I'm upset that there's new edits on the Garfield's Halloween Adventure Wikipedia page. <laughs> it's bullshit. not as funny now. I'm angry. I'm legit mad. Um, Joe, I'll just read some of the Smurf series synopsis for you. They're very compelling. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, not spooky enough, but you know, good read. <laughs> um, a five, just because so many things, just pacing and tone and the heart to heartiness of it all. A helicopter attacks a car. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it just. There are, you know, the only thing I could want really would be like, can it be the haunted Santa Luisa Inn? Yeah. yeah. Can no one hear me? Yeah. <laughs> so um, the little things that were just sort of like classically heart to hearty uh, cracked me up, like just the bizarre photo that I've already belabored to the point of uh, nausea of Emily Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, fact that clearly Starsky and Hutch's body doubles live there. <laughs> that i like that you know all of it i like all of it um i gave it a five because it's just it hits the marks across the board in a lot of ways that most of the episodes just kind of don't it's good it is really good i give it a 4.5 and the reason it gets a half point off is because of the ending with the bad guy getting away Mm -hmm. extravagantly and then no satisfaction of seeing him be apprehended. I know that's a that's a little thing, but it is a thing that means something to me. Like closure. The most most of the times, as Ellen pointed out, most of the time when they the closure we get is a villain knocked out on the ground or dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But I I would have loved just a quick scene of him dyeing his hair, gluing on a mustache. <laughs> You know, doing whatever <laughs> in Bacopa and then like yes. the cops burst in and then then cut to the hearts leaving the there was a lot. They they spent a lot of time watching two hearts drive away from the inn that could have been spent just showing a quick thing of the bad guy getting mm-hmm. apprehended. Yeah. That's the only flaw that I have with this episode. Otherwise, I thought it was great. I thought it was a very uh, sophisticated mystery and I loved it. Like him being stuck in a tree from his parachute. You know, and then the cops pull up like, oh, we got you. Or him landing at a police station. Yeah, that would have been great. Do you 
think that his next name in his head was going to be Alfred Portland? <laughs> yes. Alfred. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, Alec. <laughs> uh, I'm also going 4.5. I, mm. yes, I felt it was such a great episode overall. It was really, really good. But the there are a couple little things like that that just keep it from a five for me where and I, I love the hearts together in this episode. I love so much of it. But yeah, the ending it just felt very lackluster. Yeah. And, and anticlimactic when like such a climactic. Also would would have loved if Jonathan hopped in an airplane, there was an airplane chase. Like that mm. would have been really, really fun to have Jonathan <laughs> flying his own airplane and like <laughs> trying to get Jennifer to jump out on a wing or something like that. Like some stunts in the air would have yeah. been exciting. Something like that. But it and it and it was tense, Jonathan guiding Jennifer down in the airplane, but it like the ending was like, oh, oh, we're done. Oh, okay. Like that's the end of the episode. I guess it's all wrapped up. Um I'll I'll say that it is meaningful to me to have Jennifer land the plane and save the day. Although Jonathan is helping her, Jennifer's still the one that uh, yeah. yeah, lands the plane, and that's pretty cool because often she's just yelling, Jonathan. Yeah, totally. Um, and sometimes hitting somebody over the head. This season, um, I'll say, and it's kind of weird. Like I give it, I give it a five, and I stand by that. It may change, but when I say I give it a five, what's weird to me as I was thinking about what I was going to rate it is that it's not an episode that I would watch over and over again by any means. Mm. Um, it's not one that stands out to me as like, like I super love or something like that, but it just does a good job. And mm-hmm. so I am rewarding it thusly. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah. I think it's a great episode. Yes, definitely. I would recommend it. For I first love time a slow viewers. burn. I love a, I love a, a build up. I love that the, the mystery doesn't kick in until 20 minutes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I think that's great, but I the, love the Laura factor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that they built they built the suspense incrementally and then exponentially in this episode and for them to just kind of quit at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and not give you the satisfaction of seeing the bad guy apprehended or killed. Like if his like his his parachute could have failed and he could have died and that would have <laughs> like I, honestly his par- if his parachute <laughs> failed and he died and then Jennifer had to land the plane five like five and a half like or she it, lands it the plane and then great, but... he splats down next to her and she doesn't warn it <laughs> or at all she just, takes she, a bath. she takes control of the plane and just like yeah. propellers him in half <laughs> <laughs> fuck you that would have been fucking great yeah she hits him like a bullseye on the dartboard <laughs> all right well emily she shoots him out the window <laughs> emily by heart Gets a 14, the highest heart attack it can get. Emily by heart. What does that title mean? I don't know. Emily by heart. Isn't it because Jennifer writes Emily's story? I think, Article yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think That's it's what like. I, I think you're right. And the similarities between Emily and Jennifer, I think. It's like mm-hmm. that's it's supposed to be like that. but So they pick, she picks up the torch of uh, Emily's reporting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's sweet. the legacy. That's the legacy. That's sweet. That I is like cute. That. All right. Well, uh, we're back. Season four is back. 
and back strong. Yeah. <laughs> We're over our lull. Ellen. Last very long. What are we watching Eric. next week? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Uh, originally airing on January 18th, 1983. Next week, we are going to be viewing and discussing Pounding Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> A drug trafficking scheme is ruined when Freeway's kennel is switched with one containing cocaine. Oh, my God. Fuck yes. I thought it was going to be like the hearts infiltrate the the gay leather scene in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Pounding hearts. Free <laughs> right corner. Oh Joe's my corner. god! Yes. Yeah. All right, a freeway episode and a cocaine episode. Uh, I I we'll see. yeah, I know it might not be a freeway Don't episode, but it's up. you know freeway will be in it at yeah. least. He was in this episode for a minute on the bed. So Max was also in this right. episode for ten Sleeping seconds. In. He was he was who uh, uh, Jennifer blamed her fart on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, so glad that you're still with us <laughs> after last week. <laughs> <laughs> Although I really hope that you laughed as much as I did at last week's episode because that was really funny. <laughs> um, if you did, let us know by uh, rating and reviewing us anywhere you're listening to this, particularly Apple Podcasts, because that makes a difference on how we can find more listeners. So please rate and review us. Give us five stars. It's it's the nice thing to do. Uh, if you want to talk to us or just see um, what we don't post on Instagram or Twitter, <laughs> follow us at It Was Murder Pod. Both of those are at It Was Murder Pod. Or you yes. can email us at It Was Murder Pod at gmail.com. Um, Watch along on Tubi. I just <laughs> I, I put Tubi on our TV and I tried it out just to see if it was unbearable with the ads. And it's not like, yeah, there's ads. It's free. They don't ask you for a credit card. They don't ask you for shit. Just get on there. And there's a bunch of good movies and it's Halloween season. They have a bunch of good horror movies. So mm. uh, get on it. Yeah. Watch along with us and talk to us. Right. Uh, don't throw away ice cream cones. Please, just call it tofu please yeah. don't throw away ice cream cones ice cream. stop calling tofu by its technical name <laughs> and <laughs> apprehend villains visibly good night freeway good night freeway good night freeway, good night, freeway.